another episode of the Enlisted Podcast. My name is Antonio Talmo. And I'm Casey Coleman. This one, Casey, I believe is what we call the end of a season because we will, we're going to be taking a break right after this episode um, until springtime or so, especially because I have a baby coming up any day now, literally any day now of this. Uh, I don't know that by the time this comes out that the baby will be here, but uh, we're just going to take a little bit of break, obviously process the, um, the fun times we've had recording this podcast. Oh my God, so many lists. Remember when you roasted me for Crackling Oprah? I still roast you for Crackling Oprah. To be fair... My uh, one of my lists was like putrid. My holiday list. Oh my god, Jack Frost. That was appalling. We may have to, to do uh, a follow up podcast we'll about our get... top five worst <laughs> choices. This, yeah, 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 yeah. That could be a or best of, episode. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we uh, uh, redeem our own lists. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that could be fun. But we want you to enjoy this podcast. And this podcast, we are going to be talking about the top five game shows. And when we're talking about game shows, though, we're not talking about like reality TV shows like the real world or like American Idol. We're talking about the or real world, the challenge, road oh, rules, God. the challenge, gauntlet, road rules tattoo. versus real world. I'm like, what? What was the initial show for this? And why are we now in an area where it's somehow called road rules, challenge, Gauntlet, I don't even remember the 69. original concept. I know. Yeah, I don't even think they air it. I think they've just sort of erased it all. But MTV, I guess they don't really play music anymore, so they can do whatever they want. They And they do whatever they want. So we're talking about the classic. Fun and games. Fun and games. They're essentially like board games for the eyes. Yeah. That's the way well, I can I mean, describe it. Yeah, I mean, game shows are the ultimate, I think, prior preceding reality tv right i think game shows were the ultimate like just suspend all all belief in anything just mindless fodder right like watching someone play a game show and game shows i mean i think about game show network right which is like one of the probably greatest channels of all time like what and that wasn't a, even a channel at one point i know you know I what I mean? They were on it. primetime television and now it has oh. its own channel that you need to like the special package, yeah. TV package for. Yeah. And I mean, game shows are everywhere. You you figure there's always new game shows coming out, which is so fascinating to me. I would love in another life to be like a game show producer. Oh, I believe I you I could see you as the person in the room coming up with the title and then coming up with the concept. One million. Oh, yeah, percent. yeah, yeah, yeah. Being like, yeah, so they're going to after they slide through the cheese grater. <laughs> and answer uh flaming questions yeah 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 i would totally be good at it i would love it i just think there's such an iconic piece of american history i think game shows you know they date well back to i mean as soon as tv started uh game shows sort of started to pop up as a way to fill the network time a little bit you've got you look at people like betty white who Mm -hmm. the i mean just an absolute icon. And I do want to say about Betty White, I do feel like I have a personal connection to her because so a lot of people um, sort of our age or, you know, millennials or whatever, they always equate their knowledge to her of like either, you know, if they they grew up watching Golden Girls or she really blew up again when she was in, what was it? The Proposal with Sandra Bullock. She was in that? Of course. Oh my God. She played the old like the old grandma and they did the whole scene in the woods. 
I don't know that I've watched the movie in full to remember. Oh like, I know God. the You're concept the of it. You're the worst. Okay, I, know. Well, I am the worst. Brian Sa- Reynolds and Sandra Bullock, come on. What else do you need? I know, I know, I know the movie. I, I just, like, I've seen parts of it. I don't know that I remember things in detail. But go ahead. Anyways, so where I'm, I'm going on this little diatribe here because I want to say that I know a lot of people always say Betty White sort of had this whole rebirth after that. And I always felt like I knew her because when I was, like, eight years old, home at sick, I would watch Game Show Network and I would be watching like Match Game from the 70s. Love Match Game from the 70s. I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I think is, it's, I'm just going to say it now. It's on my list. Particularly that, that the 70s-ish version because it was just so fun. It was filled with so much banter. But I would watch her on these shows like she was on Password and all these other ones. And I felt like I knew her. So to me, when I was like eight years old uh, in the 90s watching Betty White, she was like new to me. And so when when she re, 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 re-emerged or whatever, like in the later 2000s, 2010 or whatever, whenever the proposal came out, people were like, oh, I love her. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Like I loved her for forever. You feel like so. you knew her before, like especially for our generation who was not watching her in the 70s, you feel like, oh, no, I'm... I'm cultured. Like I know who yeah. she was. She was popular. She's not popular now. She was always been this yeah. superstar because of Match Game and Password. I love Betty yeah. White um, oh, yeah. on there, and, and I don't want to talk about Match Game too much because I have strong feelings about it too. But that's but this is what game shows do. Like I know a lot of popular game show hosts are typically comedians or actors, mm-hmm. or and some of them really for some generations just become known as game show hosts to that generation without knowing who they were before. Mm -hmm. And now we're kind of experiencing it. Yeah. And I mean, in another life, I think you and I would be great game show hosts. Oh yeah. I would definitely, that's one of the things that I wish that I would, I, I was able to do because I think a good game show host makes the show. Like there are some game shows, for example, like you mentioned, uh, who wants to be a millionaire? Or I don't know if you mentioned them, but I, I, in my head, you mentioned them. But Who Wants to Be a Millionaire blew up. I won't watch it anymore because I really liked it with Regis Philbin. I know. I know. Yeah, I think he's a perfect example of someone who, again, another person who kind of came up through like hosting game shows, all that kind of stuff. I Yeah, it's I as soon as he left the show, it was like, yeah, just it's not different. It's not the same. I mean, and- it's not the same anymore. So what? Do you, why do you think people are so attracted to game shows. Um, I think it's it's the same concept of the lottery, right? Like everybody thinks that they can win. And so I think for some game shows, it's like, well, oh, oh, I knew that. Or, oh, I knew Final Jeopardy. Or, oh, I I knew that million dollar question. The lottery, you're not going to win the lottery. The lottery is set up in a way where the majority is not going to win, but the minority think that they can. Or how do I want to say that? The lottery is set up in a way where the majority is not going to win, but they think they can win. And I think game shows, it's that same mentality. It's a mob mentality. That's true. I mean, but there's also something to like, besides that, I also, there's something to like the music, the, oh, the yeah. lights, the the colors. The prizes. And I think people prizes. are- People are inherently competitive. Yeah. And I, I, that's what I was going to say. Like competition is everything. And I think sometimes you can see yourself in that competitor. Like you're kind of like, I could have done that. Mm-hmm. And- oh, exactly. And I mean, I think there's a variety of game shows out there, right? I think the best, most successful game shows 
are the ones that can be played at home, right? You know, the ones where you can yep. sit there and sort of play alongside and, and, and be a part of the experience, right? Everybody Yelling at who, the television at seven o'clock at night. Exactly. Um, I think that's what makes a, a, game, a good game show successful. And I think the ones that really stand the test of time are the ones that sort of can be played at home um, in any sort of context and, and with limited knowledge, right? I think sometimes there are some game shows that, you know, if they're a little bit too specific or, you know, the trivia is a little bit too difficult, the people, they shy away from it. Yeah, I mean, that's true for me. Like my list, I can't tell you that there's a show on there that I didn't see myself playing because oh, some it. of them were too difficult and I'm sure we'll talk about it, but some of them I was like, nah, I, I can't feel dumb. I don't want to watch a show and feel dumb. I don't get exactly. smarter with some of these shows because I'm, it's like so above my head. And I do think game shows are mostly for adults though. Don't you think like there are some, I mean, I think they're timeless. They're no, they're timeless. I agree, but I'm saying they're not geared towards children besides maybe like a Nickelodeon version of a game show but for the most part i think they're for adults and i think it's just it's a way to tap into our childhood a little bit right like the competitiveness in the schoolyard or mm-hmm. like i remember for example i'll, give, I'll tell you in, in elementary school this may not be a surprise to anyone i was on the scholastic bowl which i don't know if you had that <laughs> in catholic school um we did not. okay I, I didn't think that you did but i was answering like quiz questions which is essentially like who wants to be a millionaire or jeopardy and then i was also on the math scholastic bowl because i loved math and i was a nerd um i didn't i was a very different kid i was a nerd uh but, okay. but those were like i loved the competition i wanted to win and as an adult i get it now absolutely i mean i remember you know you're talking about fun and games right and like that that euphoria sort of sensation i remember like in probably like sixth grade me and this girl her name is Corey. um i will not use her last name because i haven't talked to her in probably 10 years uh, but her and i we were like playing tag and we just like we're like when do we stop playing tag and we were playing tag for like probably like four or five years and then we like I don't know, one of us tagged the other and then whatever. And then that movie tag came out um, a couple, Mm -hmm. you know, years ago. And I remember like finding her on social media and was like, I'm pretty sure we like invented this. Although we did not play as hardcore as they did in the movie. But exactly. I think they just tap into that sort of like inner child, that euphoric sensation. Well, and now there's even uh, like there's a full game show of tag. Like there's like a professional tag league. Oh, I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah, like, and I, there's like obstacle courses, and I'm like, I would have totally you know, been that kid. Which, if anyone out there is listening, if I could ever make one, if I was like, you know, Elon Musk rich, um, and had just had all the money in the world, one of the first things I would do is I would create like some sort of like master dojo esque place where people could just live out their game show fantasies, Ooh. like I. Um, have you seen Flora's Lava on Netflix? Yes, I was going to mention that. So I I would pay hundreds of dollars to do that as an adult. Like, I, I don't need to win any money. I would go and, like, do that the same way you would go axe throwing, the same way you would go bowling. Like, I would, I want to go to a place like that. Well, and I think, like, trampoline parks are essentially 
a version of that, right? As a kid, you yeah, may but- or may not have had one. And then you get to go to this place and you're talking about essentially like a mall of different game shows that you can yeah, play. Yeah, like, like I want that experience. Give me even like a figure it out, double dare. Oh like my those God. messy, like fun games you used to play as a kid. Like how fun would that be if you and a group of friends could do your own version of figure it out? Like- an adult version, right? Where, you know, you get drinks, cocktails, whatever, and then you can slime other people. Like, I'm telling that you. That would be I... so much fun. I think we're on, I think you're onto something. I would invest. I know. Thank I'll you. Invest. I got like a few there bucks in my piggy bank. There you go. But like, I just think it, it exactly, it ties into that nostalgia and that like fun and just like in the same way that, right? Like something simple like laser tag, just that, that feeling of like fun and running around and not caring. Like, I just think, People are inherently competitive, and I think game shows speak to that. And so I would love to have that opportunity to to just re- live out some of those fantasies. That would be great. I think, like I said, I think you're onto something, and definitely worth making it happen. Uh, did you ever watch? You ever like been sick at home? Uh, of course. And then you were like stuck watching shows like Jerry Springer. Like those mm-hmm. awful daytime. And then you'd go to, I forget which network would have it, but like these, what I think are not good shows. And I hope they're, they may be on your list and you don't have to share, but like, let's make a deal where it's like an audience full of dressed up people in costume. It's yeah. such a strange show. It's a good show. But it's such a strange show. And yeah, I mean, and it's been on forever. No, like, it's been on for, and now Wayne Brady, I think is uh, the host of it. Yeah. Which, why is it when, when you like become a game show host that that's like you like can't you're like trapped as a game show host i think like, people fall in love with the game show host i think that's what it is they no no they... no 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 i'm saying like even okay so bob barker who hosted the oh. price is right for like ever um i'm actually confident that that man may he rest in peace i believe that that man was dead for like two years and he was a <laughs> puppet for a while but then like drew carey started hosting which got to be to drew carey he's doing a great job but i'm like drew carey like i don't want to say it's career suicide because i don't think it's a bad thing um but i just feel like the second you like lock into certain game show status it's like you are never you cannot break out of that like drew carey will do the same thing bob barker did like i think he will host that until two years after he dies and no one will know that he's a brilliant comedian yeah, like he had a whole life before that. But now it's like younger people are like, oh yeah, he hosts like, he hosts uh, The Price is Right. It's like, yeah, but he like had a life before that. Even with He's Wayne so Brady, mild right? on that show. Like Wayne Brady, I'm like, Wayne Brady's got so many other skills. I'm not saying he's wasting it on Let's Make a Deal, but I'm like, is he ever going to be able to break free from that? Like, will he ever get another role where... He's not like standing in front of a woman in a grape costume asking her, you know, which pocket has a dollar in it. <laughs> that show is so strange. It, well, I think Br- Wayne Brady has been one of the people that has been able to break out of it because he's done other things. People know Wayne Brady from other things. I, but I do think you're right uh, when you're talking about uh, Drew Carey. Like, I feel like he's a different person on that show. Like, he's so mild. Like, I mean, this man was on Whose Line Is It Anyways, the host of it, which I loved. He yeah. had the Drew Carey show, which is, a, mm-hmm. I think, a hilarious, weird sitcom. No one will yeah. know that. Yeah. he. Oh, and I mean, again, and the man, he was heavier. He lost some weight. Like, 
good for you, Drew Carey. I'm rooting for you, Drew Carey. But again, it just feels like he's just like reborn as a new person. The money must be good. Like it was like, oh, he got this, and they're like, no, we need you to be healthy now because you have to do this for it's a sixty year minimum contract. Seriously, and I mean, you're right, and um, you know, we have. But I just uh, these I just, game show hosts do it forever. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I yeah, I just think it takes a certain skill set um to 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 do it, and I think a lot of them do it really well, and you know, I think we as a society are sort of. I think we're slightly better people because of uh, game shows and culture. And I will say, what is it, Antonio, with certain game shows? Like when a new game show comes out, it's like as if it literally sweeps the nation like wildfire. Like, I, you know, the most recent one I, I can remember was, do you remember that show, The Wall? Um, vaguely. So to me, I'll say, and I think those days of sort of, it's sweeping the, the nation like wildfire a little bit behind us just because so there's so many streaming platforms. Like not everyone has cable anymore. Like I don't have cable. True. I had heard about the wall, but I don't necessarily know what it was about. Well, so Chris Hardwick hosted it again, another comedian. And it's, it's, it was a brilliant concept. It's one of those, um, I forgot what those boards are called, but that you drop a ball from the top and it just like a Kinko board, right? Plinko. Planko, Planko. Yeah, well, Kinko yeah, yeah. board is a very different thing sure. uh but it's a planko board it's a real life planko board and then there's like dollar amounts on the bottom and they have to like decide how many balls they want to drop and they have to answer some trivia and they whatever and that was like i remember when it came out a few years ago it was everything it was like so dramatic you were invested yeah, in, the, in the people in because of course they don't put regular people on there they always have someone with like a missing limb that they retrieved from like Vietnam or something. Like yeah. they always have like a serious story because a yeah. regular person can't just go on there. Yeah. Like I'm, I remember being a kid and I remember how huge who wants to be a millionaire was. Oh yeah. Like but you remember the start like, of it. Oh yeah. I remember I, first of all, I was never really allowed to watch it cause I had an eight o'clock bedtime. Um, and, but I remember like just hearing about it and it was like, Oh my God, is someone going to win a million dollars? Is someone going to win a million dollars? Like, and that was like, which first of all, how silly is that now of a concept? Like if, if you won millionaire, you'd still have to have your job because. So sad. Well, that, I think that's what it was about it, that this was the first show that really promoted being a millionaire. And it, this was uh, late nineties, early two thousands. That was a lot of money. I mean, oh, it's yeah. still a and, lot of money today, but yeah. like back then it was like, you could quit your job and that's it. Oh yeah. And I mean, it just, it swept like wildfire, absolute wildfire. I remember there was like, you had the fastest finger in the beginning and then it was like the person would get in and the, the way that the set was lit up and everything, like they really, really, really did it. And obviously the show has changed. There's been reiterations of it. And it's, I think, totally off the beaten track now of what it used to be. And I don't think what's on now is what it was that, that wildfire that existed back when it first started. But yeah. I mean, Regis Philbin was everywhere. And it was like, I remember they would do celebrity iterations of it to try to win money for charity. Like Millionaire was like absolute madness. And now uh, it's just another game show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, you wouldn't even know. I think it's gotten watered down. But I even think about like, right, phone a friend. Like what a concept that was. Mm -hmm. um, where, I mean, that's used, I think, in everyday life, right? Like how many times have you been in meetings sometimes where someone's like, all right, like you want to phone a friend or, you know, like, and I think there's a whole generation of people out there that are going to have no idea that that was ever in reference to that. That's true. That's that. Wow. I hadn't thought of the pop culture oh, relevance yeah. to which some of these shows. Yeah. Another one I think of is 
which I think it, so the next other one I think about is deal or no deal. Mm-hmm. When deal or no deal was at its peak, I'm like, I felt like deal or no deal was on 24 seven. Like Howie Mandel was out there not shaking people's hands. He was the original person out there. He knew something COVID. we didn't know. Yeah. 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 But he would just, I mean, the concept of that show again, it's really just odds, right? It's, but a genius concept of like, okay, you're going to pick one. I think there was like 26 briefcases. You pick one and then you were just trying to sort of use your leverage and odds to figure out, you know, what's the best deal you could get. That was and the I best think, part. Yeah. And what I, is so interesting to me about that show is that like, you really couldn't play it at home. You no, know? Like, no. You had, to wa- you had to watch it. Like I've played it at like arcades. Yeah, but, but exactly. you can't play it at home. No, you have to yeah. follow along. But I think what what swept the nation in that sense was, right, you had a good host. You had Howie Mandel, who was humorous. They brought in a lot of really good people with character who, you know, you wanted to root for them. They sort of, I mean, they had that ominous, villainous banker kind of like. Yeah. And I think it was just the, the dramaticism of the like, oh, my God, is it going to be higher or lower, higher or lower? And it's like in a natural in terms of odds, right? The numbers, if if you really had the million dollar case, it doesn't matter what the deal is, as long as you write out with that. But statistically, you had a one in like 26 shots. So, Which is crazy. Yeah, it's those are not good odds. But again, I think people just, we, it's the high highs and the low lows. It's like you want to root for people and, you know, it, it's so easy to cheer for someone or bet with someone else's money, right? Oh, yeah, because I think if I were on those shows, if I want like 10 grand, I'd be like, all right, I'm leaving. This is it. This is all I need. I can pay off some loans, maybe part of my car, because it's I think the worst feeling I would have as a contestant is to have had money in my hand and turned it down to try to get more money. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Oh, my God. Like that would like I get anxiety watching some of these people, especially now as an adult. Like as a kid, I was like, "Ah, I'll go for it. And now that I have bills to pay and student loans and a baby on the way, I'm like, I would take 50 grand. Yeah. I know there's like a, a million at hand, but like, I'd rather take 30. I'm yeah. fine with that. Would you, um, if you, would you ever like, do you have any game show ideas? If you ever had a game show, like what it would be about? Not offhand. I'm not that clever with these things. I have one. Okay. So Shoot. my, and I'll go real quick. Cause it's, it's short, but my basic general concepts would be it would be a game show where only for student loan repayment oh my god this is so american oh yeah but it would be sort of done in the sense where it's like so you could only win whatever your max student loans are so like it's not like it's not like okay you know you're gonna win five hundred thousand dollars it's like oh no you have forty eight thousand two hundred seventy one dollars out with sally may that's what you're going to win. That would be such a depressing show to leave Wait, there with nothing. But but sadly to me, I would call it like, you know, the like American reset or something <laughs> where um, you you get to come out and just like reset your life. I'd go on I it. Th- I probably paid off my student loans. Um, that was very difficult and I could not have done it without being able to live with family for a long period of time. Yeah, but I... I just think I talk to people sometimes and I, I just, I hear these like stories about how, you know, they were 18. They didn't know what they were doing. They're like in the student loan debt or whatever. And I'm like, how entertaining would a game show be? And, 
and it would be it would sort what you would have to do would depend on sort of you know maybe how much um debt you were in or whatever yeah so i mean like, that can get figured out but i also think now that i think about it it could probably be for any debt sure yeah 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 yeah. let's call it yeah like let the debt, like you debt know I, whatever. right like i you know maxed out 10 of my credit cards yeah but i just think it would be so comical and like again i know this probably sounds horrible because i mean debt is no joke and we're in a horrible crisis and things are really bad but i just i just i've talked to so many people particularly like millennials and and young people who are like i would just do you know they're like i would like cut off my pinky to to not have my student loans or you know so obviously i think i think all there i think game shows come out of these crazy crazy ideas and they're not always good ideas they're i think they're sometimes malicious i think sometimes they're trying to help but oh, yeah, that's what the beauty. There's so many game shows and so many wild game shows. Like if we look at Japan, for example, their game mm-hmm. shows in Japan involve like starving people, spanking, electrifying yeah. people. It's wild. And they, they first of all, they they enjoy it because the audience is like cracking up at someone who just essentially like lost their brain cells. But mm-hmm. th- sometimes the wilder. The better for yeah. some people. I don't particularly like them, but here's what I'm going to do. I did some research while I was doing my list uh-huh. and I looked up some wild game show ideas. Okay. So we played okay. this game earlier uh, in our season with, with our crazy inventions early on the S scene on TV product. So what I would like to do is I'm going to give you three names of game shows. Okay. And then three descriptions. And you have to tell me which one is fake. Okay, right, we're, we're going to play spot the fake. This is only one. I only have uh, one version of this, but this is just to I tell you how crazy these things are. Okay. Okay. So the first one is called the moment of truth. The description is the contestants answer a series of increasingly personal and embarrassing questions while strapped to a lie detector to receive cash prizes. Okay. That's okay. the first one. The best friend game. In this show, two best friends have a chance to win prizes as they answer questions about each other and endure painful physical challenges when they answer it wrong. And the third is labor games. Expectant parents try to win prizes by answering trivia questions in a delivery room while the woman is in labor. Which one of these is fake? Um, wow. Well, and process it. Tell us, yeah, process yeah, yeah. it through. So, okay, the first one, can I get a quick reminder? Yeah, so the first one is the moment of truth. Contestants answer a series of increasingly personal and embarrassing questions okay. while strapped to a lie detector to receive cash. Sadly, I feel like that's real. I feel like it was probably on Fox. Okay, um, so you're right. So let, let's eliminate that. So the moment of truth okay. is that was one of the ones that was sweeping the nation. And it's in like, fact, I just like don't understand. Well, and so the one woman that won, I think one of the, they canceled it because they were getting like people in trouble because one of the questions they asked is like, did you cheat on your husband? And if you answer it wrong, you don't get the money. And she answered it truthfully, which was yes. And she won the money and then divorced her husband. Oh yeah. It like just crazy. messy. Mm-hmm. I also like, I don't know. I thought like lie detectors aren't really real, They're like, not. but yeah. What a weird concept. Well, exactly. All um, around, just not smart. Yeah. The okay. second one, best friend race or whatever. Sounds best friend really, game. it sounds it sounds really boring. Like I would not necessarily want to tune in and watch Janet from Mississippi talk about her friend, Pam. I don't know that I would ever want to watch that. Okay. Very but, specific example. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the third one has to be fake. How would they ever, 
I don't know. I think the expectant mother one, that one's that sounds weird. And I just feel like it's got to be fake. All right. So you are wrong. <sighs> Labor games is a re- it's a real life game. You can look it up. It's an awful idea. And are you and Angelica going on? No, we're not going on. But they, it's such a specific show because you have to find someone going into labor. They have to bring in like a game show host. And she's literally, <laughs> they track her labor and she That's wins terrible. prizes for the baby. As she, in, isn't, in, the, isn't the prize the baby? Well, I guess for the parents, but they also get like, they'll, they'll get like a baby monitor. Like, oh my God. really, really If you stupid. don't have one at that point, uh, get one on Amazon for 10 bucks. Well, this was oh older God. where like baby oh. monitors were like more expensive or whatever. But like the woman is like contracting and she's like, oh, I'm so glad I want a baby monitor. Wow. That's Such an sad. awful, awful show. Well, I know. I think we need to uh, get into some good shows. Let's get into what we believe are the best shows do you have a me how how you came up with it when i was going through my list i really tried to think of first of all what were the first things that come to my mind okay um i definitely went for sort of iconic things that have definitely stood the test of time um i went for things that entertained me um and just you know i would sort of i would watch to this day um oh and ones that i still think about also ones that i think have sort of uh mesh well in society okay so i'll tell you uh mine there are a few on here that most people probably don't watch regularly one that was canceled early that i think was a mistake and then i have some iconic ones and most of mine are besides one of them i would want to go on them oh i would i would go on all of mine yeah i don't Um, think that i would make it to one of them that's why oh Hmm, I think I know what you're talking about, um, and I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get into it. But Antonio, how about you start with number five? All right, so I'm going to go right into it. My number five is one that has already been mentioned by you, and that is Deal or No Deal is my number five best really? game show. And here's why. First of all, I do like that it doesn't really require any skill. Mm-hmm. You have to choose a number that best represents you. And then you just kind of, it's a matter of luck and chance. And then I do love the idea that you're going to walk out with money no matter what. As long as you're smart. As long, well, either way, you walk out with money. It could be a dollar, it could be a penny, but you're walking out with money. So there yeah. is really no chance of not coming home with money. And I do love the fact that it is all math. Those, those responses that you get from the banker are not random. They're literally statistically made uh, mm-hmm. to, to offer it. So I think it's kind of cool to see it. I've watched the show. I love Howie Mandel. He's just, I think he's a gem. I do think so. I, I think I like him on other shows as well. And number five is for that reason. I'd love to go on the show if they ever bring it back. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that, that definitely swept the nation. Um, wow. Okay. Are I, you surprised? Uh, you sound surprised. No, I, so, I mean, deal or no deal. And I'll just say this now was in my, it's in my honorable mention. Okay. Um, and I think part of the reason why it didn't make the cut for me was that it's not necessarily one that can be played at home. Um, True. Whereas all of my other ones, uh, all of my list actually, with the exception of, no, they can all be played at home in some capacity. Okay. So my number five, I don't know if you'll remember this one, but 
Uh, it was a, a game show that was really, really, really big way back in the day. Um, and I believe ABC has brought it back as part of sort of their COVID lineup because they have no nothing original. Going yeah, nothing going on. But uh, it was a show called Press Your Luck. Oh, I know Press Your Luck. Wow. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, I loved Press Your Luck. So Press Your Luck was part trivia. And it was honestly just part luck. Um, and what I really liked about it was it was so simple. So, you know, they would answer a couple trivia questions, bank some money, do whatever. And then they would get, they would literally press a button, if you will. They were pressing luck um, to try to, to, to win more prizes. And you would hope that you wouldn't get whammied. That's and, a, this is a show where you go, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Yeah. Which again, part of like pop culture, I think people say that sometimes. And some folks have no idea where that actually mm-hmm. came from. But it came from the show, Press Your Luck. And like, they would, these people... Um, you know, would get whammied where it was like they kind of got like, you know, made fun of, they'd puff air on them or whatever. And I mean, in future reiterations of the show, it was like they would get like eggs dropped on them or just like, you know, kind of grossed or whatever. Um, But I just, I don't know. I thought it was a simple concept. You wouldn't win, you know, millions of dollars on this, but it was like, I just thought it was cool. It was fun. It was entertaining. The hosts um, that they got were really good back in the day. And it just was... A game show I really enjoyed watching, especially on like sick days. Well, I like so I did watch it. It's not in my honorable mention, and I'll tell you why. I do like the the '70s version of of the show a little bit better. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I I'm not particularly sure why. I think there was more of an innocence to it, and it was more. I like the graphics more. I think I appreciated that, but it made me anxious every time they had to like the beeping of when they have to oh. press it. Yeah, it, made, it was like obnoxious to me, but the whammy was Which, really funny. I am really good at those games in arcades where you feel like get the the light, the, the like you press the button. You yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get like up. the green light. Oh, really? Yeah, I am phenomenal at those. So you'd be great at the, great at this game. There even you though go. I, I do think it's completely random, but it's fine. <laughs> wow, I could definitely see you on the show. Okay, um, tell me your number four. My number four is an absolute classic, uh, and it would be The Price Is Right. What? Okay, Price is Right is is not on my list. Really, I, I find that so fascinating. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't like the show. Okay, it's a the vibe is weird. I hate people yelling at me. I I, I think it's not. I think it's it's definitely for old people who shop at a grocery store. And I do think that you would actually be really good at this game because you're, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say I'm an old person that shops at the grocery store. You basically are though. You are, you are like, it'll be like, how much is this, you know, carton of milk? And you would know without coupons, how Um, much that carton of milk is. Yeah. 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 I just, so I have it as my number four because I think it's an absolute classic. I think everybody has at least seen one episode in their lifetime. Um, and I feel like, you know, it, it's really made its part on American society because just, I mean, how many times have you been somewhere where it's like, oh, like Price is Right rules or um, like, I just feel like it comes up in society a lot. Like everybody wants to, pl- would want to play Plinko. They've got all those other games like the Matterhorn and just some of those other games. And it's simple, right? Like it, it's not an overly robust concept. You're right, right? It's like knowing prices, being kind of in touch with society a little bit. But I don't know. I also think the prizes are kind of cool. Like the fact that every episode they're giving away, it feels like an RV or a hot tub or whatever. Like, I don't know. If you If you can get on that show... Um, and you know you get to spin the wheel and whatever like it's just to me it's 
simple fun and i just i think it's it's stood the test of time i mean it's absolutely iconic it's just not my type of game show it's you know come on down they come down they're playing against other people they have to try to outbid each other like it's super stress for me and it's fine i i I just don't i I know it's iconic it's just not it's not a show i would want to go to and it's not a show i enjoy watching i also i don't know if this is like a a broke kid mentality sometimes they would win prizes and i'd be like i would not know what to do with that like ah you Mm -hmm. give me an rv i don't have a garage yeah you give me like a water jet what am i doing with that what a waste i'm selling it no i know but then it becomes more of a hassle I overthought things, as you can see. I just yeah. give me the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. That's okay. Like a vacation. Yeah. That, nowadays, maybe, but even then. But I do appreciate it. I mean, it's 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 iconic, so I can't blame you for it. And I What's think people are going to give me crap for my other ones. Um, okay, so my <laughs> number four is also another iconic one. We we talked about it a little bit, and that is who wants to be a millionaire with Regis Philbin, the original one, and. This was the show that. Wait, can I just tell you? I tried to make Regis my confirmation name. Wait, really? Because I like was that obsessed with Regis Philbin. Are you serious? When I was a little kid, yeah. So it would I be love... it would be Casey Regis, Casey, Casey Tyler Regis Coleman. Yeah. Oh my god. I I like actively looked into it, but it, yep. Why didn't you? Um, because I don't think he was like a saint. Um, oh, I mean, he is a saint. But uh, yes, but he is definitely now. Um, may he rest in peace. But I was like so obsessed with him that I that that crossed my mind when I was younger. Like That's I wanted to hysterical. be Sylvan. Yep. So I mean, he's great. He's hysterical. Feel like that will be surprising to no one. No, no, that doesn't surprise me for sure. I didn't know that, but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So no, but continue. Sh- no, no, no. I mean, the show is absolutely iconic. It was one of those shows that made me. It put me in my place in terms of how smart I was because, you know, mm-hmm. they would start off kind of easy and then would get really hard. But I kind of I like oh the fact that they were easy enough and made me feel like I had a chance at winning a million dollars. I had the CD version for PC of it that I would try to play. <gasps> oh, my God. As yes. a kid. I had that, too. Oh, my God. Yes. I think I got it in a serial. Yes. Box, yeah, it was not. a tiny, tiny little disc. Yeah, 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 oh yeah God, exactly. Wow. Speaking of cereal, there it is. Uh, crackling oats. So I bet you it was not in that box. Yeah, it wasn't. But it was just such a good, good show. Uh, there's been movies made around it, like Slumdog Millionaire, which is a yeah. brilliant, brilliant film. And I don't watch it often because I don't like the vibe, but I will watch older episodes sometimes on YouTube with Regis Philbin. There was just a different vibe. It was serious, the I music. Know. Yeah, uh, for me, I just... I. It was too hard. I liked to be intellectually challenged, and though. I know. But, well, and we'll get into that, I'm sure. But for me, and I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I think it's it's I, it was in my honorable mention as well. It definitely stands the test of time. Um, and it has become iconic. But yeah, to me, I just felt like sometimes it was a little bit too slow. It was. Like, it was like you could watch an episode and it was like, are they going to get like through these questions or not? Like what is going to happen here? Um, and in the syndicated versions, which is not even, it's almost a, f- a fraud to me that they call it the same show. But in the syndicated versions, it's a lot more rapid fire 
or like the questions are random and they like bank the money and i'm like i just i feel like they took it away i feel like yeah i think you're right the original version was just phenomenal and maybe i should go back and watch it because i just remember being younger being like i don't feel like i knew ever what the sixty-four thousand question was because i just wasn't smart when then sometimes it'd be i i felt like i knew it and i was like oh maybe one day but these are obviously like geniuses Mm-hmm. So there you go with my number four, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, the Regis Philbin edition. So number three for me is a game show that I had actually uh, started the application to be on. I um, knew it. I knew this would be on here. Yeah. And I did not submit it. And to be honest, I think I just, I'm pretty sure I still have the application. I should try to submit it. But it is Supermarket Sweep. I love this game so much. I I think I would be phenomenal at Supermarket Sweep. Um our good friend Emily and I, we wanted to sign up and be on it. I just, I think it's such a fun concept. I mean, everybody basically grocery shops, I think. And I think people grocery shop differently, I think. But we all put our own spin on it. I just think it's fun. There are elements of it you can play at home. I think it would be so fun to run through a grocery store and fill my car. I am yep. confident I could fill it up with like thousands upon thousands of dollars and stuff. Um, and I just, I don't know. I think it makes grocery shopping fun. I enjoy grocery shopping. You said it the last, with the last one, I'm an old man who grocery shops. I love it. And for that reason, Supermarket Sweep is my number three. I love grocery shop- shopping. That's like before COVID. I'm, I'm a little upset that I don't get to go in them anymore. And I try to stay away. We do like the pickup options, whatever. But I love going down the aisles and just seeing different ideas of things that I can throw together and that's like a perfect balance of a little bit of, you need a little bit of athleticism uh, mm-hmm. athleticism yes and a little bit of knowing what's at your supermarket mm-hmm. so it's like uh, i mean this is what i meant when i said that these are meant for adults a little kid is clueless that that doesn't even ring a bell to anyone who is not like 25 or older mm-hmm you know, I know. Yeah, I just I've even watched you can find old episodes on I think Amazon Prime and I've I've binged a couple seasons in COVID and everything. And it's just been. I think it's on Hulu. It might be. Yeah, it's on something. I've I've watched it, but it's just fun. And it's exactly it's just like sort of like the right amount of stimulation, but also mindless at the same time. I love those mindless games as well. So, all right, here's where is my where my list is going to get. It's going to digress a little bit. Okay. I think it's going to go somewhere completely different. But honestly, I mean, these, these lists are meant to be lists that you'll really enjoy, right? So yep. they're not, they may not be the top for everyone, but I genuinely love them. Number three for me is the show One Versus 100 with Bob oh, Saget as the host. Oh, okay. You know this show? Do you I know do. What, the context, yeah, what the context yeah. is? So the context was, if and correct me if I'm wrong, but it was, I mean, one versus 100, where one person would be battling a panel of 100 people, and the more people that got the boot or got the question wrong, the more money that one person would bank. That's right. And so at the end, Which, it's either... What a- simple first of all dude love the name and what a simple sell right it's just one person versus a hundred that's it and what's cool is that in the like in the on the wall they they do, do would do like special edition ones like what this one time they did like all women or all men or mm-hmm. in the in it they'll put like a section of teachers or firefighters or mm-hmm. like they had like the Tal- dallas cowboy uh cheerleaders like different sections of people and 
what's cool about it is that, so as you said, it's one versus a hundred, they all answer the same question. And then the contestant decides whether they want to walk away or keep playing. And if the contestant loses, then the people who are left on that wall, as they call it, mm-hmm. they split the money and they are called the mob. Yes. And first of all, Bob Saget is hilarious. Uh, there's a lot of banter. It's meant to be funny. And then they can also, it's kind of similar to like who wants to be a millionaire where they have like different choices. I don't know how to call it like opportunities to get help. Mm, and one yes. of them is like ask the mob and then the mob can also trick you to believe that they have yeah. the right or wrong answer. So that is a good one. I it's a totally really, forgot. really good show. It it was only on for three seasons. And I wonder if it was like production, production cost to try to get a hundred people yeah. to play plus an audience. But I really love it. I actually go back and watch episodes on YouTube. I There's not like, many. I feel like now you could just do that with Zoom. Just I, that would be awesome. One versus Zoom, where it's just a yeah. hundred people on Zoom. I guess you can play that at in. home. Yeah. So that's why my number three, sir, is Bob Saget, one versus a hundred game show. Cool. Wow. I totally forgot about that one. I never watched a lot of it, but I do remember enjoying it. And it, it definitely felt like one of those ones where it moved at a, a little bit more of an appropriate pace, I think. Well, and the, the questions weren't difficult. Like they weren't like who wants to be a millionaire level. Yeah. They were wow. like for Joe Schmo. There you go. Wow. So my number two is, and we mentioned it earlier on, but is the show Match Game. Awesome. Tell me I what. love Match Game. Now, I loved, which one? So, I mean, I primarily was thinking about like the 70s version that I would watch where it was like, you know, Richard Dawson was on it, Betty White, Brett, uh, Charles Nelson Riley, you know, some of these like old, old, older um, TV stars. Oh, um, well, and to me, it was new, but I just love, and you know, they'd be winning like $200, but I just loved what a simple concept it was. Gene Rayburn was a phenomenal host. Now it's hosted by Alec Baldwin, who I do, I do think does a good job um, on the ABC version, but it's just a, such a simple concept, right? It's like A and B, team A, team B or whatever. And they're just really trying to you're trying to get up to six matches. And it would always be these like funny prompts, right? Where it's like, dumb door is so dumb. And then everyone would be like, how dumb is she? It'd be like, you know, she thought water was blank. And then you're trying to match with these celebrities who I think provide a lot of good fodder and banter to it. Um, They would often interact with each other, which was always entertaining to watch. Um, Mm -hmm. Even in the old versions, which I think is a testament of how good the show was, um, that the chemistry was so good. And, and to me, it, it's simple enough that it can be played at home. And it was, the questions would be written in a way sometimes where it was like, okay, you know, you're not going to, it'd probably be hard to get all six people to match, but occasionally all six people would match. And it was like, wow, like that was like impressive. And so to me, it was just a lot of fun, can easily be played at home. And I just really, really, really enjoyed it. Match game, the original one, if you watched it, I used to watch it on Game Show Network is is so clever because like you said it's anyone can play it you don't have to be smart it's just like it's fun it's the banter you get a comedy show out of it and the coolest part i think about the show is that if you watch the 70s one there's a lot of like sexual innuendos so this is not for kids oh yeah i mean even now too with the alec baldwin version like there's so many innuendos in it which is intentional yeah and and i think it's just Again, it speaks to the testament of the people involved that they can do it in a way that if a kid was in the room, it's not the end of the world. Well, and you're right about that. Yeah. So it, that's exactly it wasn't it's not direct. That's a great that was actually on my um, honorable mention. 
Well, I'm a little sad it's not on your list, but that's okay. It was close. That would have been like just because I don't watch it anymore. I, I think that's part of it. But okay. nonetheless, all right. Number two is another one that I think may not necessarily be controversial, but I think it's one of those shows that I don't think gets enough uh, enough credit, and that is the weakest link. Oh my god. It's- re-airing now with uh jane lynch who i do like in acting kind of annoying on that show i think purposely oh. well Have you i mean, watched I, the show so i used to watch the old one with the british woman um, yes. where she's like you're the weakest link goodbye and i will say i think i haven't seen the jane lynch version but she feels like the appropriate person to host that 100 percent. she's just annoying that's all it is uh yeah. i think the way they made her character like is really annoying but it's this i like it because it's rapid fire so it's a bunch of people that go around answer questions like rapid fire style they can bank money as a team and then they vote out who they think is the weakest link even if they that person got got them all right or wrong until there's two people left me and my wife actually i got her into it and she loves it because the questions are not like difficult they're meant to be like pop culture related Mm -hmm. um, and now that they make it they're like really relevant to what's happening today and they're phrased in a way that are really creative. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, like it's coming back on in a few weeks and I have a DVR because I watch every single episode. Wow. And it makes me feel smart. I think that's what it is. I wow. think it makes me feel smart. Which again, I mean, you want to talk about game shows and everything standing the test of time. Like you are the weakest link. Like that's, which that is was iconic at the time, you know, when it was, that show was in its heyday a couple years ago. Now, can you say, Casey, that the weakest link could be the motto of 2021 for some people? Um, I mean, you know, I think... Too uh, soon? Yeah, a little too soon, I think. All right, let's move on. (laughs) All right, I'm wondering what... uh, There's a few on here that are not on our number, uh, on our list, and I'm wondering, do we have the same number one? Um, If we don't, I think people are going to come for you with pitchforks. I think they might come for you too, though. But then maybe we have the same one. I don't know. How, how, how do we do this? I mean, this is, you, I, I feel strongly about my number one. I feel strongly about my number one and it has not come up yet. But All right. I know you know me and I think you know what my number one is. I do and I don't think it's what I have. <gasps> really? Yeah. Wow. So go ahead and reveal your number one. Oh my God. This is going to hurt my heart. But my number one is Jeopardy. Not on my, not on my list. Absolutely. I, this is it. But you won't be mad by my number one. You won't be mad by my number one. Oh, it's a big statement. Okay. Well, let me just say, I mean, do I even have to explain why Jeopardy is number one? Well, can I tell you why it's not even on my honorable mention? Sure. It's too hard. (gasps) Absolutely not. I think you're wrong. No, I think you're wrong. Way too clever for me. You can't tell me what's hard for me. I'm telling you, it's too hard for me. When is the last time you watched it? I watched it on Netflix, like maybe a few months ago. Okay, first of all, I've never watched it on Netflix. You just watched it on TV. But I know, I know. Um, I, I never watched. I never know when it's on. It's on seven. I can't. Okay, it's on at seven o'clock. Unless you lived in Maryland, where I lived in Maryland for two years, and for some god unknown reason, it was on at seven thirty, um, and not on at seven. And it used to make me mad because we do better Maryland. I know Wheel of Fortune was on, and it's a whole thing, but conversation for another day. Um, or today, I don't know. So, okay, first of all, Jeopardy is just, I think it's everything. It's boiled down to a perfect science. Um, that show developed by Merv Griffin, phenomenal, like just a genius idea behind it. I think it's so iconic now, and that's because of Alex Trebek, um, May That Man Rest in Sweet, 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 Sweet Peace. 
Um, he was so instrumental in making that show what it is today. There's a lot of stuff out about Alex Trebek right now, and I would highly recommend you watch it, get to know him. What a saint he was. But he, he was. He would, he had a hand in every episode where he would, they would, the writers would like bring him the questions. He would come through it. Anything that he thought was confusing or whatever, he'd mark, bring it back to them. So it was really, really, really well versed. And I just think even if Jeopardy's on in the background, it's one of those things like you'll call out answers in your head or you'll watch it at home and you, you know, you're, you're fake buzzing in. And I think it's something it is for everyone. I think for people to think it's too hard, um, I would encourage you to watch it again or give it a second chance because um, most Jeopardy questions are actually written in a way where they try to give you the clue within the, they try to give you the answer within the clue. It's too clever for me. I don't think I'm smart enough for no. it. No. So I, I, I overthink it. No, and then I have to ask, I, think every, I have to answer in the form of a question. No, oh, for, it's not so at hard. home. Relax. Um, I mean, I do at home. And I, I mean, I think what makes it incredible is you can win a ton of money. I think double jeopardy is a phenomenal concept. I think, you know, right. Oh, a true daily double. I want to bet it all. Um, I love what they do with final jeopardy where they give you the topic and then you get to make your wager. Um, I mentioned earlier on this podcast, like I, I lived with some family. I lived with my aunt and uncle for two years and every night we would watch Jeopardy together as a family. And like, we would all like sort of try to guess what final Jeopardy was based on what the final category was. And there'd be times where we would get it right just based on, you know, they'd be like uh, 1940s uh, books. And I'd be like a tree grows in Brooklyn and they'd come back and lo and behold, the answer would be a tree grows in Brooklyn. And so I really do think it's done in a clever enough way that, um, if you're paying attention and have um, half a pulse, um, I think you'll do better than you think, right? Like I watch it. I don't get every single, there are sometimes whole categories that go by, whole rounds that go by and I don't know stuff, but there are times, the more I watch it, the more I find other things that I do know. And I just think it's, to me, just a phenomenal absolute show. And I think it's the game show of all game shows. And I don't know what your number one is, but I don't think you're going to be able to sway me in um, thinking that, you're wrong by not having Jeopardy on your list. No, I, I think you will agree. And again, I, I beg to differ. I think if you ever want to be frustrated, watch Jeopardy with me because what appears to be my brain just doesn't function that way. Like it, it is a game. And you, if you notice so far, three of my five are all like quiz related, right? So it's not about that. It's just, I think it, I'm not smart enough for it. Oh, I just, I, you, I don't know what to tell you. You need to believe Every in time yourself. I try, I'm, I actually found the online practice test for Jeopardy, and I started it while you were talking. I didn't get any of the answers. Well, I don't know any of the answers. I mean, the online test is like impossible. I've tried no, out still. for Jeopardy a couple times, and I mean, the online test is like, oh my God. I'm, I, and so much so that when people get on the show and they're not good, I'm like, how did you even, how did you get this far? But it just depends on the category and the writing. And I mean, there's really, really, really good, uh, like 2020 on uh, Hulu right now about Alex Trebek. And I would recommend everybody watch it. It's just fascinating. And if you, like I said, I don't want to, I could go on about this forever, but I think if you think you're not smart enough, I think just give it a second chance. It could just be the categories, but I think that show is everything. So Antonio, yeah, I don't think that it's a bad show. I just, what is I'm your number good. one? I'm just not good. All right. So while you may not agree that I, I don't think, Jeopardy is a top. It's it's me personally. I know people. Most people will have Jeopardy, but I also think that you can make an argument for mine being the number one most iconic show. It has been running for the last forty years, Casey. I have no idea what you're referring to. 
the show was Family Feud. Oh, that 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 didn't even get a mention in your top five. Because to be honest, how dare you? I don't like Family Feud. Unpopular opinion. Oh, I love Family Feud. I think that's very unpopular. I mean, you, you I, I didn't say Jeopardy. I didn't like it. I just I'm not good at it. Yeah. Family Feud, especially the Steve. So there's two versions I love. One is the Steve Harvey version, the most recent one, and the Richard Dawson mix. I don't think I would ever mention Richard Dawson so many times who, I mean, I'm not comfortable with this, but this man used to kiss other women on the lips. Yeah, That's the man. (laughs) And it's such a clever top 100. And Casey, when I'm having a bad day, you know what I do? I go on YouTube and look up bad family feud answers and it cracks me that's funny up it's absolutely brilliant how the two families go they can steal from one another and then there's the um, which they were always uh, okay stealing would drive me nuts though because i feel like they never actually stole they did the way to steal is if the one family no but they would never get it right that's not true you haven't watched it enough that's definitely not true i've actually seen families who would never get the first question right which would not give them the right to answer and then win all three rounds Really? I feel like I've yeah. never seen that happen. Oh, no, no. It happens all the time. And Steve Hart, it's so, it, it's a, I think it's hysterical because there's like a comedy yeah. aspect to it. The families are usually like overly outgoing. They, I think they do too much. They always say good answer when it's not a good answer. Oh, yeah. They'll be like things to bring to a picnic and they're like a pipe bomb. Ants. Good answer. Good yeah, answer. right. A <laughs> pipe bomb. That's that's too soon. Um, oh, but I think that Family Feud is one of those shows I watch often i love it so much i wish i could go on it i think i would be good at it i've done versions of this at work with you know as as games and everyone kind of likes it it's easy it's straightforward it, yeah and no, it's creative no, no, you're right i guess i just i'm i didn't even think not even in your honorable mention huh yeah no i just i don't know it's not my cup of tea i get that's how i little... feel about jeopardy Okay, fair, fair is fair. So one day, we'll once everything is over, we we got to try these things. Maybe we'll have episodes at one point of us trying the other person's things. Yeah, you know, yeah, someone yeah, suggested yeah. we try cereal together and see yeah. how they. You know, we can do a bunch of stuff. This is one of those shows that I think if you watched with the right people, you would like it. And I think oh. I'd feel that way about Jeopardy, to be honest. There you go. Wow. Um, yeah. No, I to be honest, it's just not my cup of tea, and that, but. You're definitely right. It is iconic. Wow. Yeah, I just... Wow, Family Feud. All right, give me your honorable mentions. So two of my honorable mentions I want to share. So I already mentioned Deal or No Deal and Millionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, this was like Game Show Network one. It was hosted by Chuck Woolery, and it was called Lingo. Oh, I remember Lingo. It's too hard for me. No, it was like Word Bingo. Um, Clever. I'm a, I'm a big word person. I love yeah. that stuff. Can you talk about uh, the game that you've play- been playing from this woman? Oh my god. Okay, well, so I have been playing Boggle, uh, which is a word game, um, on my phone for probably 10 years with this woman. Literally 10 the, years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I have to be honest, COVID kind of killed my my desire to play that anymore. Like I don't I really do that. it. Um, just because I'm tired of doing anything. Um, but I had been playing the same woman in Scrabble for 10 years. Uh, or not Scrabble, I'm sorry, Boggle for 10 years. Um, and all we would do is play. We never talk to each other. Occasionally, and I, I'm talking in the span of 10 years, maybe three or four times saying like, good game. Um, and all That's I knew funny. was the woman's username. I didn't even know where she was located. Um, and then I shared this with a student once and the student was able to look her up and I'd been playing 
with a woman who I believe lived in like Japan for 10 years. Yeah, I was and there. Uh, we we did some like investigative some searching. slow thing. Yeah, That's now I, I've been big into Scrabble uh, during COVID. Yeah, you're good with word games, which is why Lingo, I think, I'm not surprised that's on your list. I love. Uh, like honorable mention. Yeah, and then one, which is a total guilty pleasure, um, and I'm bringing it up partially because um, I think this might hit some people in the memory banks of remembering, but there was a show on Game Show Network. It aired at night. It was hosted by Jerry Springer. It was an American dating show called Baggage. Do you oh remember this show? No, I don't. Oh my God, it was awful. But so like, just, you want to talk about guilty pleasure. So the premise was it would start out um, with like someone seeking a date from three potential suitors. And in order to win, so the the contestant who would be searching for a date would have, uh, they would give out three prompts. It'd be like, um, you know, is Karen A, B or C? Like, and they'd be like weird things. It'd be like, can put her feet behind her head. Uh, could be like arrested for a DUI or like lives uh, in a tiny home and you wouldn't find out their baggage until the end of the show. But then they would pick three suitors and they would have to reveal more baggage. That's really funny. Oh my God. You have to try to watch a clip, pull it up. I'm going to try to find the clip because I'm looking at the images and it's like, I I eat whole sticks of butter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like just weird, 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 weird. Um, and it was like, like, and it was just a dating show. And what Love was it. funny to me, um, when I used to watch it, like late at night was, it'd be like someone from Chicago, um, uh, was going to maybe win a date with someone from like Oklahoma. And I'm like, here you are on, on TV saying that like, you stuck a gopher up your butt and just to date someone that this is never going to work out in the, in, in the first place. Like just how, what an asinine, insane concept. I guess uh, I Richard mean, Gere played this game. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know, but that's a yeah, gopher so... reference. Look it up. Um, okay, so that's a good one. Well, I have a similar one on my honorable mention. One of them was the Newlywed Game, which I think is really funny. Uh, classic game, nothing to it, just kind of mindless kind of game where mm-hmm. two people are married, they have to answer questions, and you got to see their live reaction to what they said. Um, I also had American Ninja Warrior. Not much of a game show, kind of a stretch, but sometimes when I want something mindless, I just like to see. I, I love go through that. the obstacle courses. Like that's something I wish that I would do. I did the Spartan race years back. Love that type of stuff from like a sports perspective. Uh, supermarket sweep. And last one was the cash cab. Oh, which, cash cab. Which is just, again, another quiz show. Simple. And um, what a and clever concept, right? Like just to yeah. mindlessly get into one. And then next thing you know, you're, you're in, in a cash, cash cab. cab. There you go. Awesome. So those are our top five and and the last episode of our season folks we've had a ton of fun i can tell you a little sneak peek for the spring uh we're 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 going to be doing some fun formats to our top five we're going to be taking in all of your suggestions of topics so we will have a comprehensive uh list of lists that we are going to be putting together based on your feedback and and what you want to listen to and i highly encourage that you go back and listen to some of our other podcasts and uh Stay connected yeah. with us on our social media. There you go. Take a listen. Let us know what you think. And uh, I think it's safe to say, although we've had some high highs and some low lows this season, Antonio, I will still be your friend. All right. We can we can keep it there. We can be friends. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Enlisted Podcast. My name is Antonio Talamo. And I'm Casey Coleman. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Enlisted Podcast. Want more of these podcasts? 
be sure to click the subscribe button and leave us a review with a suggestion of what you'd like for us to debate next. Until next time.